Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is my beautiful husband and your other host, Chris Mullet. Why did you switch the order of that up? And number two, I almost threw up a tomato before we started. Like a whole tomato, I feel When like. did you eat a whole tomato, though? The chunks had... of tomato that were in... Well, you just said like a whole tomato. So like all the chunks of tomato that you ate went in your belly. Oh, I have fertilizer in my to- belly. <laughs> I formed a whole tomato and then that was going to come up? You're... Yeah, I have fertilizer in my belly. It's, you know... Maybe growing. that's why... Maybe that's what the problem is. What problem? What problems do I have? I'm flawless. We don't have enough time on this show... To go over all your problems. And the number one problem is sitting right here next to you. You, yeah. January 11th, 2021 is today's date. Welcome to our first actual movie of 2021 that we are covering and talking about today. We have a lot to go over. If you're new... We do? We oh, do. yeah. We do. <laughs> yeah. Quick, yeah. Uh, I know. Yep. Uh, if you're new. If you're new, we are married. We have a lot of movies. We watch a movie. We talk about it. We talk about our lives. And... We hope you enjoy it. We don't, so we hope someone does. I no. enjoy. What are you talking about? I enjoy half of our show. Me too. I love listening to myself talk. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, I think everyone knows that. If if you're a fan of this show, and you've followed Chris Mullet on all of the shows that he's been a host or co-host or Lord Overseer on, you know if there's one thing Chris Mullet loves... It's to hear himself talk. And I think everybody would agree with me. If you agree with me, please hit me up at Jam With Your Sam on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you, you so much. you check those things to yes. find out if people are actually messaging you? Yes, and nobody does. And if they does. don't, yeah, they don't they give don't. a fuck. They don't. <laughs> they don't care. Exactly. Why'd you have to take it there? I was I was agreeing with you. You're the one who said it. I was just agreeing with I'm you, man. Emphasizing it. But you have to be mean. Arr, arr. <laughs> oh, I used to be mean. It's my gimmick. So we're gonna get into the first movie uh, for the podcast, Brigsby Bear. My birthday movie. Happy birthday, me. When you're hearing this, it is four days until my birthday. I'll be th- oh boy. Oh boy, that immediately came up on my throat. Yeah, I'll be I hope thirty-four you throw years old. That tomato all you know, over yourself. I haven't really thought about how old I am becoming and being, and that one when I just said it really hit me. Last year hit me as well because I I talked about how like saying is getting longer, but me just saying I'm gonna be thirty-four just sounds horrendous. Mm-hmm. I've been thirty-four. I feel like I feel it's like great. I'm at the point where like I, my life could be half over. Your life. Probably is half over. Let's be real. Let's be real. You're lucky you made it this long. What was it that everyone that that blanket says? Two thousand and what? Fifteen? Uh, no. What year did we get married? 
2013. We got married in 2013. Yeah, I think they gave me an extra year, 2014. Inside joke, don't worry about it. I think it was actually 2012. I think you were already dead by the time we got married. Oh, definitely. I mean, I was. I've been dead inside. So, we watched a movie of my choice, not my my nomination. That'll be in two weeks. But we watched Brigsby Bear, which we'll get to here in a minute. But beforehand, let's try to recap the past, like, two weeks. I mean, it's, it's. It's Since we recorded the nomination show, reminder for all of you, thank you for already getting some of your votes in. Go to arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets to get your votes in for our annual award show. There, It's going hot and heavy over there. A lot of good stuff. But uh, beyond the world... Which I do not want to get into. What? That's not the podcast? That's not... This isn't the platform for that? It's not. This isn't the podcast for that discussion? It's not at all. It's a podcast for a different podcast, huh? Um, yeah, and it's not our podcast. Um, despite living through the awful country that we are uh, over the past few days, it's been really crazy and hectic. Uh, I've started work back up, kind of. Uh, but, well, definitely, yeah, because I'm working on, like, weekends and stuff as well at the moment. Keep getting them checks. Yeah, I'm going to be getting, getting checks. Keep getting them checks. But it's on a temporary basis, but that could change by the next time you hear this. I don't know. So, so that's but we're just little, taking it little one day at a time. jumbled and crazy in that regard. I've done a lot of work around the house. We've moved my mother. Um, into an apartment, not... <laughs> Debbie took my joke. Anything. Into a home. Um, into the place she shall call home. Yeah, it's a home, yeah. I meant like a home isn't like padded walls and they they give her pills in a cup and her meals like tapioca. Uh, So we did that. Pretty sure. Never mind. Not going to say it. Yeah, just don't. Uh, There wouldn't be enough pepper for your mom to eat the tapioca. Pepper tapioca berry in one day. So we did that. I've started working again. Uh... A We've lot going on. Jillian. Jillian's uh, she is still a four-year-old child who requires a lot of attention. Uh, so yeah, so it's been a lot. But in the midst of all this, uh, I have watched three movies. Oh, You've watched two of those movies. I mean, I'll start with mine because it's definitely the least important of us to discuss. Uh, I watched a movie, a documentary, a wrestling documentary. Oh, how fun for you. Uh, that was something I've been wanting to watch for a while. It, it finally hit Hulu. Because uh-huh. I had it pegged on Prime Video to rent, and I was never going to pay money for it. I'm glad that I didn't. Uh, I watched You Cannot Kill David Arquette, which was Got the it. Hulu documentary, or just the documentary in general, about David Arquette's return to the world of professional wrestling in the past several years after mm-hmm. his much maligned run in WCW in 2000, where he won the world championship, essentially killing that company forever in his stake at trying to become legitimate. Right. And how long did it take you to watch that? Isn't well, didn't that take you like three days? No, to no, watch? no, 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 no. Oh, that was a different thing that, that you was watched? That was a that was a pay per view. That, that was, was a, a pay per view. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. But uh, no, I watched that when I was like packing some boxes and you know like working and stuff. Gotcha. So I watched that. Was pretty disappointed with it to be honest. I thought it was gonna be like a legitimate documentary. It's very much like a sensationalized like reality show type documentary where. There's a lot of stuff I felt like that was put on. It was like a wrestling business thing. Like, sure, of course. WWE Network documentaries are more like like legitimate and realistic than this one was. So I had some good content, but it wasn't anything that I didn't already know, which I was hoping it did get into. It was fun to watch like Courtney Cox and like Patricia Arquette talk about wrestling begrudgingly. But 
it was fine. I, 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 I was let down by it extremely. I don't think I've watched anything else movie wise. On, on my own, own. I, don't think so. I, I have several things. I don't things think so because pegged. it took you three days to watch a pay per view, so I don't think that you. Uh, I have anything. many things that I want to watch. I guess I've been trying to to, to bang out a lot of like the Oscar movies. I don't know why I did like bang out there, um, and the, some of them you also want to watch as well. So we're trying to find time because we took the time to watch two movies instead that uh, were high on our list. We've been talking about most most recently. We watched. Wonder Woman 1984. I'm sorry, what? We watched Wonder Woman we 1984. Did what? Oh, you remember watching? You remember sitting and taking the two and a half hours to watch it? But, like, why did we do that? <laughs> you mean after all the backlash from fans about yeah. it and your parents and my telling mother, us they didn't like it? I'm like, Mom, what'd you think of the movie? Oh, I had a really nice sleep. We should have known. Yeah, we she, was, known. she was lucky. But um, my mom was like, I've never been to a movie where I fall asleep and I wake up and I still know what's going on because the exact same thing is happening. And I think my mom really hit the nail on the head with that. An incredible letdown, needless to I say. I was really upset. And then on TV yesterday, um, the first Wonder Woman was on mm-hmm. and we were just like... It was a No Man Land scene too, like the best yeah, scene in the movie. The no Man, and, I, and we were just like, how? Just How do you have such a letdown, especially when you have the same people involved in it? Just an awful story and very uninspiring and boring. No wonder they're like, yeah, just put this on HBO Max. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what that drop at box would have been had... Well, it dropped like 70% in the first place, but like that's... But like had... Yeah. In a normal world... You know. Yeah, it was just not good. It, Bob, I just, just, it was just, it was just boring. Yeah, it was just boring and very disappointing. It was boring. Um, the one good, well, not the one good, because I enjoyed Birds of Prey, I enjoyed Shazam. But of their tent poles, it's definitely, Wonder Woman was the best one. Yeah, and Wonder Woman, was, I think we said that Wonder Woman was We haven't the seen best. Aquaman, but I, I know I'm not going to like Aquaman, yeah, I can just you tell. Sit, watch, I bet you're going to. So it, like, just, it just kind of tailed it. off and, you know. Yeah, so it's just upsetting it. with that. I mean, and and I think Gal Gadot does an amazing job as Wonder Woman. I liked her a lot in the first one. Yeah, she seemed, this her one, and Chris Pine both kind of been like, well. I feel like this, they were just like. They still have good chemistry, but them individually were not anything to write home about, I felt like. Nobody, I, uh, there was one person, I, Pedro Pascal was just chewing scenery up like crazy. Pe- and I enjoyed that. He does. Yeah, that's what he great. does. He's in everything now. He's, People can see my face. I'm going, I mean, I'm going nuts. Well, you know, he. You know, he was in Game of Thrones and everyone saw his mm-hmm. face. Yeah, and, but I mean, like... Yeah, okay. Well. I know. Well, do you? I it, do, That yeah, comment I really do. made it seem like you didn't. No, what I'm saying as of late and how most people know him, they don't know him from that. They know him from Mandalorian, but I know that he got his, like, skull crushed in because I fucking keep up with things even though I don't watch them because I'm a pop culture savant so you go fuck yourself. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bitch. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is what Wonder Woman 1984 will do to the conversation is make me do this to you. Uh, verbally eviscerate you. Don't blame it on that. You've been waiting to do that for the I day. do that every day anyway, yeah. I haven't done that today. It was my time to do that to you today. <laughs> uh, the other movie we watched was we watched Soul on Disney+. Plus. We haven't talked about that? No, it's been that so long it's been since we've recorded. We have we watched Soul. I believe we watched it either on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. I think we watched it on New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. Watched Soul, and it's a Pixar movie. It was great. It was great. I, the more I've thought about it, 
and like trying to like formulate a list in my mind again we've only seen it once is I do think for me personally it would be at the bottom half of my Pixar movies um I like what it did and I appreciated it and I still thought it was fantastic thinking about it there were a couple things about like just the overall story and like the ways that it kind of went and took that I like was like man it was fine you know like but like that's the like how you have to measure Pixar like you know at this point it's got to be outstanding didn't make me cry that that's like my line for a Pixar movie is like if it didn't make me cry and I wasn't necessarily even close to it then I'm you know like it didn't emotionally connect to me I thought it was I thought it was funny it had my favorite joke in a animated movie possibly ever what joke? Uh, the basketball joke. <laughs> I don't want to s- spoil it for anybody, but like, I... I honestly miss the next two and a half minutes I of that movie because you... Hackled. ...wouldn't stop laughing. I was like, holy shit, that is savage. Um, so that aside, <laughs> I, you know, I, I still thought it was great, but, you know, it, compared to Wally and Up and the Toy Stories and uh, fucking Finding Nemo and Monsters, Inc. and, you know, all that. Like it's you know it's hard it you know hard to come up. Well, yeah, it, it, yes. I mean, it's not yeah. like if it was standalone, Coco, it'd be inside different, out, yeah. right? It's going up against some beasts. I felt it kind of like crossed into Inside Out territory a little bit too much. Like I felt like it totally like going to like your soul, but like who you are as well. So it kind of was similar to that. It's not a kids movie. Like I'm surprised Jillian like sat through the whole thing. Like it's basically an animated film for adults. Sure. Um, sure, but that's what a lot of Pixar movies are. But they still have things that pander to kids that you know the kids you know will invest into. But you know, that's what I thought. Okay. Did you even say what you thought? Well, you didn't let me because you didn't shut the fuck up for a second. Uh-huh. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done, and I really appreciated the the approach that they took, and you know what they did wanting to make sure that they were on a different level, like inclusive and they went into a complete, cause it's not like any of the other movies that they've done in terms of what they are surrounded by. Like, yeah. Okay. It's about like the soul. Like you said, it's very similar to inside out when it's about what makes you tick, what makes you mm-hmm. who you are, but like the outside of it, you know, the, like the jazz connection and stuff like that. I thought it was, well done, and maybe it's because we had just watched Whiplash, we, or we just talked about Whiplash, Whiplash was on You had nominated line. Miles Teller for an acting award, yeah. I nominated J.K. Simmons for an acting well, award Well, that's because well. the order, I would have done it as well. I sure, never would have nominated but, Miles Teller. But, well, I can't wait for him to win and for you to eat a sock. And, um, I, you know, so like jazz, I guess, had been like on my mind and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I thought it was really well done in that aspect of it. Um, I still think it was really good. I really liked, like, the interaction of, like, the mentors and stuff like that mm-hmm. that she had. Like, I thought it was really cute. Um, so I thought it was good. I think is a nice, solid movie to add to their repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still better than a lot of things that DreamWorks does. So, there's that. I mean, let's be fair, this podcast up to this point right now is better than most DreamWorks animated movies. So, that's neither here nor there. That long intro aside, 
keeping it not as tight as we wanted to. <laughs> but that's fine. I, I, if we have three movies to talk about that we recently watched, I'm fine with that. Uh, we will hopefully have more to talk about very, very soon. Despite our crazy, crazy, hectic January, the rest of the month that it will be. Already trying to figure out time when we watch our next couple movies. Let's get into the movie that we did watch. My birthday movie. A movie I've been trying to watch on the podcast for a while. I, I, I kind of had it up in the running for birthday movie the past couple of years when I was doing like like fan voting and like deciding and then I gave this to you with another movie and you ultimately chose some what was the other one I gave you you're not gonna remember you don't remember the fucking movie we just watched what am I asking you for uh we watched Brigsby Bear a truly original and remarkably touching comedy says Ben Barna Nylon Nylon's that like a like a porno like, magazine no it was like one of those like vice like cool things sure know. it sounds like a porno mag it's not uh, James has grown up with the goofy kids show Brigsby Bear, and the program has grown with him as well. One dramatic night, James's insular world is upended. Upon learning the series has been canceled, he adopts the old adage that the show must go on. By becoming Brigsby Bear's new creator, James finally builds meaningful connections his life has lacked. You, ooh, that was, what was that, woo, that was close there James's for a minute. insular world. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Every 50 episodes, we have a reading challenge, and whoever fucks up the most has to watch a film franchise of the winner's choosing. We're tied one each, and this is the last time we're doing it, and I'm currently up... Three. Three? That's it? No, That's, it. That's it. That's it. I, I kind of messed up a couple. Ooh, the replacements really gave you... Fucking dog shit. <laughs> so, I watched this movie, um, I want to say when I was... On, uh, when does it come out? 2016? 2017. 2017. So caught it on Plex. Probably when you were home with Jillian. Like probably on like a day or like a day I was off. I I wanted to see it. A lot of people's opinions who I trust with like movies, particularly like indie comedies like this. I think Zangri had seen it. A couple others were like, you you were really going to dig this movie. I really, really liked it. And I, I remember seeing like the trailers and the advertisements for it. And being like, okay, the concept's pretty interesting, but I'm not like the biggest Kyle Mooney fan. I like Kyle Mooney. Um, I liked him a lot when he was on Sports Show with Norm Macdonald back in the old Comedy Central days. And I often find myself like appreciating his SNL skits, but they are a lot of hit or miss type things if you don't like get some of his thoughts every now and then. Mm-hmm. So watched it and did not know what the actual movie was going to entail. I just thought it was oh. a weird guy who oh, that's exactly wanted what? to finish this TV show that like randomly disappeared, which was the same as you, correct? Look, I thought this was going to be completely different than what it was. I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was a stupid cartoon from your childhood, another one of those stupid-ass kids movies you want me to watch. Wait, you didn't even know this was like a modern, like... Not until it opened... Lonely Island comedy? No, I did not. Oh, good. Well, I purposely, like, didn't tell you, like, what the movie was about, but I thought you at least knew the principles. No, and especially when this came out, I was kind of in the middle of really bad uh, postpartum depression, um, just coming out of it, I almost, I, Jillian was almost a year old, I think, when this came out. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, not into any of that at all. And also, I'm not the biggest Kyle Mooney fan. Sure. Um, I find some of his things I mean, funny, but... He's no, uh, Heidi Gardner, and he's no, uh, what's her teeth? Uh, <laughs> but that's a bear. <laughs> I'm a huge Kyle Mooney fan. <laughs> um... 
so I so I've been dying to rewatch this because I remember I was like jaw on the floor the first time I watched it. Um, so I've wanted to rewatch this in a good way or a bad way. In a in a in a good way. Um, I would nominate it for my birthday if it wasn't in a good way. Um, I don't know what you do. But uh, but I wanted to see if like it held up to that standard to me. Um, what so not knowing anything about it and not knowing what to expect, what did you think? Let me, let me read you what my first line is, okay? Of course. It's going to be like, what the fuck is this? What oh, is this movie he's making me watch? Him. What the fuck is this? Because you are the most uncreative note taker. Is this just a weird extended SNL sketch? Am I just watching SNL? Um, and then I was like, oh, so now that I get it, I get it. Wow. I know. Wow, Regina Ebert over here. Yep. So you didn't answer my fucking question. (laughs) Did you like the movie? What did you think of the movie? Well, I thought that it was just like an extended SNL sketch. You made me leave the room. That's all it takes? Please. Go. Look, I I really like the message behind it. Obviously, I like to... The longer it went on, the more I enjoyed it. I, mm-hmm. I really wasn't into it at first. Um, but by first, what do you mean at first? Like, how far Like, when it, it fucking first opened, and I just thought I was watching a Kyle Mooney sketch, and he's getting on his computer, talking to all his fans. Mm-hmm. Not that computer. computer. Shut up! Um, you know, I just was, like, a, like my mouth was agape for, like, sure. the first, like... Computer, stop! Oh, God, don't have the thing looking up gaping. It's not gonna, You're not going to like the results. <laughs> I found 7,000 videos, 7,000, 7 million videos about gape. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, like, I just, once it, like, kind of clicked, like, the kidnapping. The, right. Once that picked up, I was like, ah. Well, I think that's part very of Very different. The Stockholm Syndrome, the, uh, you know, all those pieces coming into it. Right. Like, the how um Ted's character did it from a place of like love and he wanted him to have this to grow up with and and be enamored with and kind of like have it serve as a moral compass for the child you know like I thought that was cool I love the message towards the end of you know they're trying to remove this from from his life but him trying to get closure on this brought him his friends and brought mm-hmm. him this happiness. And I, I just really like how how they showed that. I mean, it was so bizarre. And it had so... I bizarre. I mean, it was kind of bizarre. The beginning is bizarre, but I think bizarre. it's rightfully bizarre in that it's not, it's not uh, inundating you with exposition. Like, you can, you know things are odd because... They're shaking hands before they eat their dinner. He's right. got bookcases full of VHS tapes. They seem to be like in some kind of bomb shelter. So you're like, is this actually like some kind of post-apocalyptic right, thing? Right, right, There's an trying animatronic to, fox. Trying to place, you know, like, yeah. Like, so like they, they're making it weird on purpose. And that's why the reveal when it comes and it's just like, oh shit. Yeah. Like I, like when I watched it, I was not expecting it at all. I thought it was about a weird guy whose show just gets canceled and, and that's even he, what the back of the box, like, says. Like, the series has been canceled, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, the concept of, like, the that main means- thing in your world. Like, if I were to wake up tomorrow, and oh. just as an example, like, if I wake up tomorrow and, like, 
like wrestling hallelujah wasn't like an actual thing that anybody else knew and that'd be like what like that's hallelujah. been my main source of entertainment like my entire life yeah yeah you know what uh-huh. i mean uh uh-huh. something like basketball or fucking uh-huh. batman yeah like that's that is crazy and then on top of that the people your parents are not your parents and you've been uh Stolen for like a quarter of a century, you know right? I, mean? I think he was like twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be. I yeah, think, roughly. Yeah, so so that was bizarre, and then just I thought got more bizarre, but I think it heightened appropriately based on like what you like. It had to be weird in order. Yeah, to but kind I, of set I think the from scene. there it doesn't necessarily get weird. Like, well, I mean, then it's like okay. There's one weird part this, where he goes to the. Then he has the explosive, and they blow up the thing, and well, then he goes. I would imagine, a, or he gets a hand job, and then he. Blow stuff up, and then he goes to a mental institution. The and men- I think so, that's a great so that stretch, like, like the mental institution part, especially with Andy Samberg's like, weird yeah, ass like, character. So ridiculous. Was like, very shoehorned think, into like the mood and the yeah, mode. I think of that, the, that like, was like unnecessary to an extent. I know it's necessary to get him out of the environment, but yeah. unnecessary in the way that it was just portrayed and like exactly Andy Samberg's It was a studio character. note that was like hey if Lil Lamb's gonna produce this we need like a couple like more haha moments right, so right, can Andy right. Samberg just be in the movie yeah, for like, let him just, let him just like three minutes jerk around and that's yeah. it like yeah is that so like that's what I mean when I say that it just got weirder um for that but I, I think it it was a nice a nice flow overall Nice story. I think nice is like an, an incredibly appropriate word because I think one of the things I love, and I, I, I love this movie. I think this movie is sadly going to be like a an underground cult classic style movie because it was marketed horribly. It was marketed like how like you would kind of, ex- like how, what your expectations were of what the movie was. Like kind of this weird SNL skit that went yeah. on for like 90 minutes. And even I kind of thought that was what it was going to be as well. It was marketed poorly. It wasn't necessarily like promoted as, as well as I think it should have been. Um, but I think this movie has tremendous heart. Like like a crazy amount of heart. I actually forgot to read this little part of the front of the box. Uh-huh. A celebration of creativity and friendship. Which I think is a good summation. I was hoping you were going to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Burp in the middle of it. But like... It's like I, I like I almost cried at the end of this movie watching it uh, the when we did because mm-hmm. just of how heavy like some of the subject matter is and that you know there's this, this is this his thing that he has loved his entire life and he finds out that nobody else knows what it is but he's able to like assimilate into the real world through it. Right, and, and find, share it with and others. And share with people. Like, there's the one scene where, um, like, uh, what's his friend's Spencer name? Spencer. puts it on YouTube. Spencer on YouTube. Shows him, and he shows like, him. And he shows him. Everyone he, can see this? He's like, people are watching this and liking this. And he's yeah. like, yeah, man, everyone's going like, crazy. Then, like, it Just pans out and you see, face, like, the teary-eyed. Like, like, yeah, that scene was a really great it, This scene. movie is so unexpected and sweet and so much in that I also... I feel like that's how Kyle Mooney is. Right, like he does, he's the MVP of the movie for me. I, I think one hundred percent, without question. I think there are a couple great. There's su- some really great. There's some great supporting performances, which we'll no get to. No one else but Kyle Mooney could have done this. Yeah, and also like, and so Beth he's Bennett not doing. Fuck off. 
You can. He's my runner-up for LVP, you but can he's not. Fuck he's not my I love Vic Bennett. Yeah, but, not in this. Uh, Go well, be he, a baby. Well, he's being. Go be a baby. He's being like the straight man in this, but. It, it, no one said ever about Beck Bennett. I don't know if he, but, what his orientation is. You do you. Jesus. Buddy. <laughs> uh, but like, so he has the weirdness and he does an amazing job at, you know, like he says some off the wall shit, like totally like innocent normally. Like, oh, you can't, this couldn't be a whistle because a whistle wouldn't have a, a fling back. Like, I don't know. That's just making shit up. But he also has like this ability, this like, like innocence and this childlike quality to him because he largely is a child in this throughout most of it but he just brings out like the innocence and the purity of all the characters like the way that he able is able to get Greg Kinnear's like cop character just like kind of go against like being a cop entirely and finding like what he loved when he was younger and and finding it in himself to do this to his rebellious sister mm-hmm. who's like not really not the family thing to like welcome him with open arms like it's so sweet, but also, like, a big-budget movie or, like, a non... A movie that was, like, thrown together by a studio like this, like an SNL project, almost, would definitely have the scene... Like, so many scenes of him being treated like some weird outsider and getting lambasted and having, like, win people over to see why this is special and important. Like, no, from the very jump... His family, of course, had been through this horrific incident, and right. you know they don't understand it, but they never necessarily like make him feel bad for it or like treat him differently for it. They have like the, the counseling scenes, which is to but, be understood. People his own age, like the friends, are not even as close to peers as you can get. I guess they're still in high school or yeah, maybe they're college. Her friends, I think. They're like I'm seniors. Not sure. I'm not yeah, sure the, the ages, ages are vague, especially when like he's getting a hand job from a girl, and it's like, ah, oh, what's the ages here? But um. 18, I think they said that she was 18. 18. Um, Which I have a problem with later, but we'll get into that. Um, I don't care how nice he is, that girl's not going to be in him. (laughs) That girl, that was a pretty girl, she's not going to be in the Kyle Mooney. Uh, Maybe she she likes guys who can make her laugh. I mean... Fuck you. Uh, What? But, like, they don't... He's at a party, like, saying these things, and, like, everyone just kind of... Is like, really? Really? What? Tell me more. Like, they're supportive, so and they're... So inviting, and that's inviting. what you hope like, it teenagers gives you, or young adults are like? It gives you hope. Exactly. Yeah. It gives you hope for, like, like You know that those weren't and, improv kids, though. And, <laughs> no. Those were definitely well, as soon as he leaves kids. The, as soon as he leaves the thing to, like, go to the bathroom, we're standing with the king, like... <laughs> like this fucking guy like what the hell well, look at me I was in a storm shed but oh, yeah good for you Cloverfield kid um that's 100% that's what I'm saying like I hope I'm raising my daughter to do this cause yeah. I'm not that good of a person <laughs> 100% but this movie like showing I am this <laughs> this movie showing that like yeah. it's just the nicest so like the reason I cried at the end is because He's done this thing that's been successful. He's done this thing that thousands of people love. He's done this thing that his family's helped him with by the end of it, and they did together. Um, and like when Brigsby Bear, like he imagines Brigsby Bear, like standing there on the stage, like waving goodbye to him, and he just like accepts it. Like it's behind him. It's just so right. It's just so great. Right. Like, like he he feels like he can let it go, and, and he can kind of be just a normal really, person. Yeah, like I think it was a beautiful message. It, yeah. it really was, and. It's hard when you're raised a certain way. You're raised, and that's all that you know, to break out of it. And I think it speaks, especially now, 
speaks on a lot of different levels about a lot of different things. And you have to be so strong-willed. You have to have a lot of conviction. And most importantly, you have to have, like, the support and understanding of those around you in order to put your past behind you and break away from those beliefs that you were raised to believe or or whatever your situation is. I think that that, it speaks on so many levels. And it's a movie about a... Bear. But it's a talking you know I mean? animatronic bear, like 80s, yeah. 90s, like VHS culture type yeah, thing. Yeah, so I mean, it's really well done. I think that's maybe why it got me as much as it did when we watched it. We watched yeah. it on Thursday, January 7th, so it was the day after yeah, and w- the fucking coup I'm attempt. I'm gonna start crying. Right, and that's, I think that's kind of what kind of got me is like, sure, this is a work of fiction, but I, yeah. my mind started wandering at what could be accomplished and what could be done if there were more positive people that were more welcoming and more adaptable and more understanding of the experiences that other people have gone through, um, which is the exact opposite of what was seen 24 hours prior to when we watched the movie. Yeah. Um, so I think that's when it like really hit me as, as hard as it did because yeah, it was sure. like, it was, it was refreshing after just being, overrun overrun with just negativity so much and not being able to like look away like understanding like my parents before me like when some cataclysmic thing happens and just being like locked onto the news constantly that's how i've been for months i feel like is right every election every every news story everything like i just have to watch and like and understand and know but like also i can't look away and it's just like wallowing in it and like it might you might wallow in it too much to where it impacts you negatively. Right. Um, and this is like the opposite of that is for all intents and purposes, this should have been a, a, a horrific thing for this person. And this should have, you know, worn them down. They should have had a negative defeated attitude. Not been able to, not been able yeah. to like, you know, not drown from it. And they were able to, to be passionate about it. Still find Find the, the something that they were passionate about. There's like there's a scene. In it. The other thing that got me. Fuck, this is actually gonna get me. The thing that got me on it was um, when he's like in the mental hospital and his sister shows his parents like the clips of them like like doing it and like how excited he is. Um, like and like the way fucking Matt Walsh and Michaela Watkins, who are great comedic actors, uh, like yeah. are just who are basically playing straight people in this, react to it. Was like so understated, but like so perfect, and that like it was really they impactful. got it, you know, yeah, like, like they they, they, they got, got it, it, and they they changed course, and they right, were able... they realized that their perception of what was happening was wrong. They got over their own fucking bullshit, right? They're like, we we rescued you from this person who kidnapped you, yeah, and that person who kidnapped you created this Brigsby Bear for you and we rescued you from that. So we need to rescue you from that character because that's holding you back. That's holding you in there. And they fully believed that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they went to the counseling. They went to the... They they really... They sent him to the mental hospital to get him away from this Brigsby Bear. And watching that, they realized that that wasn't true. Like, the joy that that character and what stemmed from it has brought to their son, to their daughter. Yeah. Like, and exactly, they got over their shit. They saw it, they realized the error of their ways, and they wanted to do better. And they didn't just say that they wanted to do better. They actually 
did better. Yeah, like, and, they took action. And they wanted and, to be involved in it. And, and like, and, they took an interest in it. Uh, and they, like... I'm going crying again. Right? Like, that's what kind of hit it, me it, with it. It all kind of, yeah. like, came together it's for really, me. It's a really powerful movie. Like I said the message of this movie is beautiful. And it can be yeah. interpreted so many different ways. But at the... At underlying it all is that love and support and acceptance yeah. will get you through shit. I can't imagine. I've had some horrible things happen to me, to those around me in my life. I cannot imagine being kidnapped, living in a bunker, having to assimilate back into society. Like, I can't imagine going through what he's going through. No one can unless you've done it, right? But, like, for him to have that positivity, like, it takes a special person to do that. And I think that that's what this movie showed is, like, everyone has it inside of you. This is just one person right like if you've had anything bad happen like everyone has it in them even like you said Mm -hmm. the sister was like all like emo negative like not into things and then laughing giggling while they're making the movie like high-fiving and all that you know like i i don't know i think it's just really it's a really good movie yeah and it's it's just from this stupid fucking talking i love also just like the details like they nailed the like that like whole like I can the recall vibe of that. the yeah. vibe of those like we grew up with Chuck E. Cheese the animatronic band we grew up with well we also I, I, I'm not gonna recall I, I can recall one off the top of my head but like our age group the late 80s early 90s of like educational programming whether we saw it on PBS or whether we saw it on cable or whether we saw it Saturday morning or whether we even saw it at school, because we got a lot of it through school as well, had such this, like, trippy, uh, like, influence of, like, the drug culture, but also, like, like just these oddball people and these odd characters and stories mm-hmm. that, like could only happen in that time period. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get that shit now. Like, there's still right. some weird shit. Well, there's there's that f- Five Nights at Freddy that's all animatronic. Sure, but, but I'm not talking about still animatronic. I'm talking about just, like, like, the mode and the message behind... Well, yeah, like, we have some... what, like... Well, like, H.R. Puff and stuff was before our yeah, time. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. But, like, that kind of But vein. that still bled into our, our time. So the one I remember, uh, do you remember Under the Umbrella Tree? I think I've met, asked or mentioned this before. It was on so. It was on the Disney Channel. It was on, like, every morning. It was, like, a little block where you'd have, like, the Disney cartoons. We'd also have Adventures in Wonderland, which I'm sure you remember. Yes. Um, it was on either right before or right after, and it was, like, Iggy Iguana and Jacob Blue and Gloria Gopher and, like, their human fucking mom babysitter person and they lived in this apartment and they had like an umbrella tree in their thing and it was just like life lessons and it was like like innocent kooky but i'm sure if i went back and watched it there'd be some weird like shit in there not as weird as like this because like as it gets older brixby bear has to talk about like sexual intercourse and periods and like like it's mark camel saying weird stuff which he also does in the gag reel which is great it's so funny (laughs) uh because mark camel's just the best he's just the fucking bomb and especially in this but like they nail that so well like i remember seeing like those type of like clamshell video cassettes that had such vibrant colors on them that would just suck you in you'd watch and be like what is this horse shit there'd always be like maybe it was just an ohio thing probably probably but we would have like 
um, how am I going to describe this? So, you know, like, not the Scholastic Book Fair, but, like, the assemblies you'd have that, like, it'd be a contracted person, like, sell candy or, you know, somebody come through the school with, like, a mission or somebody come through the school with, like, a program. Yeah, the world's finest chocolate. Right. Well, we had ones that they they come in with, like, like, videotapes. They would come in with, like, like after school special type movies or shows uh-huh. or programming and like parents could buy them for their kids to like get entertainment but also get messages behind. I remember like there was like two or three of them. One was about like I want to say one was about like doing drugs and like avoiding like drinking while driving, but I got it when I was like in fifth fucking grade. It's like I can't get my license for another like six years. Why am I watching this right, now? Right. Um and like a lot of the health class stuff that you'd have to watch that would always be like oddly pop culture y. Um, I just found one the other day that I, I put on my uh, YouTube watch. What the fuck was it called? It was like, uh, like, like the, the cartoon stars come together. I'm gonna pull it up. Hold on. And it was like uh, a national PSA movie, cartoon all stars to the rescue. And it was oh, about yes. You, you actually remember that? No. Oh well, you should because it was like uh, the Chipmunks, the Muppet Babies, like Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny. Like, the biggest animated characters in the world, like, G.I. Joe, like, coming together, like, all the companies formed, like, one special and, like, put it out on VHS and kids could buy it. And it was, like, all towards, like, AIDS research. And it was about, like, not, you know, being negative towards people that have HIV or something. Like, those Well, you can't were, like, tell if somebody's HIV just by looking at them. I know. That's, that's the whole point. I know, but like that was like that was the cartoon I was trying to tell people because back then just, I just told you that. Right, you but back know. then people didn't fucking know that. Well, no, you've that's always been a thing. I, yeah, but in 1989, people were still ignorant and pigheaded and stupid and thought you could. They still are. I know they are, but especially then. Yeah. So like How those much things was that VHS? were in the zeitgeist. I don't know, but I, I had the whole 32 minute specials on my watch later list. I just want to watch it. Uh, also that now makes me want to watch those, uh, a very special episodes that I was addicted to like last year from Rotten Tomatoes where, not Rotten Tomatoes, from Funny or Die that this guy just like talks over like five minute highlights of the best, very special episodes. And they're one, I think it's from Webster or Mr. Belvedere, I think is what it is where, uh, like really? one of the, the kids from Mr. Belvedere, like his classmate gets AIDS and the episode is horrific to watch like the kid like shows up and everyone's like oh hey bob euchre's on the show he's like hey how's it going he goes well besides the aids i got i'm all right and like there's a laugh track and it's like no what so in other words this movie nails that whole like (laughs) culture very very well um was there anything you particularly didn't like about the movie um Um, no, I mean, I didn't particularly like that hand job scene, but that's just because I thought it was super awkward. It's a little too weird. And that's why I was saying I was so weird. Like, yeah, like Like he's an adult. Like he's like, of course, he hasn't had any like sexual contact with anybody or or knows anything about his body. But like, she's still a high school kid. So it is weird. Uh, And I I already mentioned earlier, like, there's no way that she would be into that human being. You don't um, know that, though. There's no way she'd be a human being. I, I didn't like the little, the one little bit of cliched, like, comedy strife when the bomb goes off and Spencer's mad at him 
Um, and he, the cops like tackle him and arrest him. And then there's like the therapy scene afterwards. Like it, that, it, that part gets a little rough to me. Um, yeah. it picks up nicely when he has like the, he goes to the diner and finds like the girl he's like loved his entire life who like he, was the actress. Yeah. The who's show? The actress. Like, it is also weird when they make out later, but it is pointed out by Beck Bennett just looking <laughs> funny in the audience watching it. Um, so that, that's, that's nice. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's really for me it. Um, I mean, it's it's such a wholesome movie overall. Like, you can't really not like most of it, yeah. you know? And it's, for the most part, wonderfully performed. We already mentioned Kyle Mooney as the MVP. I, I don't think this movie is half as effective if he wasn't as good well, at... Yeah. Like, he's so good at, like, getting... Like, finding laughs out of, like... And this is basically a dramedy. Like, there are there's some funny stuff, but there's not a lot of laugh-out-loud yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But Except he's for great the wuzzles. <laughs> He's great at finding like these it's moments. It's a fizzle But he wouldn't have a tinkle week. Uh, <laughs> he's great at like finding like <laughs> comedy in like these dark moments or finding like the right yeah. mood or tone. But in that same token, like saying the right things, like, what well, you're my friend now. Like that seems like kind of a corny or tacky thing to say, but he's playing the character so well that that is like, absolutely what that person would say in these situations. Right, right, exactly. So like it's very True to life, very relatable. Yeah. It, it it really makes a lot of sense. So he's definitely the MVP. I think Greg Kinnear is fantastic in this. <laughs> I'm not a Greg Kinnear he fan. He has so much fun, and I think just, that's why. Yeah, he's having he, fun. He's having fun. It come it comes across like that, and yeah. it's just an enjoyable role. Um, I already mentioned Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's only in two scenes essentially, but he's the beginning and then the middle. Great. I, I also part. love that scene where he goes to see him. And, like, you know, he gives him the script to, like, finish his work, essentially. And yeah. He's interested in what it is, and he gets to do all the characters. Yeah. Like, that's that's a sweet little... Right. I mean, let's... All right, so, yeah, they kidnap this child from his actual family and hit him for a, a quarter of a century. But, like, they could have been worse. <laughs> like, they, they raised him. They loved him, obviously. They gave him an education. You know, like, you know, it's a nice scene. Uh, I also mentioned Matt Walsh and Michaela Watkins, two great, great comedic yeah. actors who get in some, like, some dramatic work here and don't seem out of place at all. Mm-hmm. I thought they were great. Um, the kid who played Spencer, I thought, did a good job. Him, too. Like, again, just, this is a, just a, a good dude. I, it, it was, he was very genuine. Genuine, yes. Very genuine in his portrayal and his interaction. Yes. Um, didn't seem overly acted. No. Still was, like, distracted. Like, mm-hmm. he was on the phone sometimes saying stuff, you know. I think it was, did a good job, um... Uh, Ra- Ryan Simpkins, the one who plays Aubrey, sister, yeah. his sister. Great job. What Who's you your OVP of the out? movie? No, no I'll, I'll wait because we're in acting right now, so I want to get back. Who's your OVP of the movie? Uh, Claire Danes. It's Claire Danes, yeah. She's, she she just comes in. She's got no rapport with anyone. Yeah, she's a wet noodle she, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, she has like no rapport with anybody. She comes in just... Uh, and I meh, don't... Meh, meh, meh. I don't think... I don't think it's 100% the way the character was written. The therapy stuff is probably my least favorite part of the movie. But I think it's her presence and her just being such a... In it. Yeah, I, I just think that she was she went too hard at it. Yes. She went too hard at it. You needed somebody a little more demure, a little bit... She went Claire Danes with it. Like Yeah. Like, like I don't watch somebody... Homeland, but I've seen the Homeland memes where like it's just Claire Dane making... Fucking crazy, crying, emotional faces. Yeah, all the like time. like she went real hard at it, and you needed somebody who was a little bit 
less of a presence. Who, who kind of... I was no. say less of a prick and I was going to agree well, with you. Well, that too. But less of a presence in terms of you didn't yes. need somebody that... Strong-armed. Strong-armed to be in that role. 100%. She could have probably... You could have made a female cop and had her be the female cop with the strong arm, you know? But, but in that role when it's supposed to be more of a... Um, like nurturing kind of therapy yes. therapist like I just think that she was out of place and she didn't portray it well I'm sure she could have done a Dumour role a, a very like soft spoken person but she didn't and I, I don't I didn't enjoy watching her. yeah couldn't agree with you more it was the only person I'd written down I could have made a case for Andy Samberg and that like how out of place and sure. forced those Definitely scenes were but like he was still funny in what he was doing it just made no sense for like the rest of the movie that I was watching yeah it was 100% her the two things we were going to point out uh, three things I should say didn't never noticed I mean again it's only the second time I've seen this movie but uh Phil Lord and Chris Miller were uh producers on this which just goes to show how great it is because they have a pretty flawless uh track record and reputation uh this movie kyle mooney wrote with kevin costello was a childhood friend of his and this was an idea they had from like elementary school uh so i just i always liked when like those things happen like like super bad you know uh rogan and goldberg like taking 15 years to write a movie this is even longer than that and the third one this movie is uh directed by dave mccary who was in the news just of late? He is uh, Emma Stone's yeah, husband. Mrs. Mrs. Mr. Emma Stone. Yeah, he's also yeah. writer for SNL. Yeah, yeah, that as well. But like, I yeah. didn't recognize, I recognize the name, and I was like, yeah, wait, yeah. I just saw this name. No, I, yeah, I know, I knew that. So keep up. Sorry. Uh, seems like we're about to wrap up here, but I have a, 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 a I feel like a good question for you. It's not one of what? Your, your bullshit questions. Uh, what? Would be your Brigsby Bear, and in that I mean, what would be what is something? That never got a finish or a finale or a conclusion. It doesn't have to be a, a TV show. It could be like a film series. It can be a, a book, a game, whatever it is. What is something that you would want to like give a conclusion to that deserves it? Pretty oh, big question, shit. but does anything kind of like like ring a bell to you? Um... That's a great question. Um, it could even be something that... So it could also be something from your childhood that you don't remember the conclusion to. I mean, that's everything. <laughs> right. I mean, that's you don't remember the end of Brigsby Bear probably, so... Yes, I do. He dies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I do want some Brigsby Bear merch. I, I looked up like some Brigsby Bear shirts and stuff. I... I, I um. I'm trying to think, and it, huh, that's a really good question. That's tough. Um, well, I would say probably, like, cartoons that I watched when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And it may not be that they didn't have a conclusion. It may just be that I kind of stopped fell watching, fell sure. out of it before yep. I kind of watched the ending. So I think Captain Planet is the thing that kind of... So like that. when I was, I think, in middle school... Mm -hmm. I, Captain Planet was on every morning yeah. at like six in the morning or whatever. I, I'd have to wake up that early to get, take a shower, get dressed and go to the bus stop, um, before school and all, I would watch it every morning, right. Captain Planet, I, I, you know, and I'm sure I was like, 
outgrew, but I had watched it also when I was little, like when I was like seven or eight, and I would was really into not littering. I would yell at my mom. Like I mean, it would. It was my mom. <laughs> I never knew that. You, yeah, my mom will still tell you the story of. I think she didn't mention it over Christmas. Said, Don't litter. Yeah, like I mean, I was like. It's a great impersonation you, of your mom doing an impersonation of you. Yeah, you think I'm a brown noser now? I was really a brown noser yeah. when I was little. Um, so I think maybe cats and playing that because. We have I the know whole, it we concludes. Have like the first seasons upstairs. Right. Like, I know it concludes, but I don't know if I ever knew, or like, it's not in my brain that it yeah. ended. Maybe it was unsatisfying. And I think that's the problem I have because, like, I know Buffy ended. I was unsatisfied with how Buffy ended. And mm-hmm. I know it was continued in a different way in the comics. Yeah. Um, but there's so many I haven't had a chance to read them and get, you know, so so things like that I would say like those iconic things like Buffy, Firefly I wish had a conclusion. Captain Planet was one of my shows growing up, so I think that. And um, I, one yeah, one I that I would have been my answer, but like in the past few years, like me actually knowing it was dinosaurs. I fucking love dinosaurs. Had all the toys. Uh, watch it all the time, and like it was on when we were like four or five, not remembering it, and mm-hmm. now knowing it is like, oh god, I'm glad I didn't watch yeah, it. Like they, they, they all die, er, er, and it's Earl specifically well, that causes it. Earl's the one that causes dinosaurs, right? But like, they're like the I haven't Simpsons. watched the I haven't watched the Ice Age movies, but like I'm sure like they handled it with a grace and dignity to like terrified children. But sure, on dinosaurs, it's Ray like, Romano, I'm sure. <laughs> Earl, like, directly is the cause for the dinosaurs going extinct. And, like, the last scene is, like, the baby being like, are we going to be okay? And they're like, well, we're going to be together. And it's like, fuck, this is depressing. Alf was the same way. Alf actually had this conclusion with Project Alf, which somehow we're going to get to do on the show one day. It's not on DVD, but I'm going to make a DVD and make sure Andrew's here with me for it. Um, Remember when I tried to do that that mean, ha, mean Alf again. How's it going? Hey, you're going to listen to me, toots? Get off your phone. You're awful. Yeah, it's the point. Please get out of here. All right. O for two. <laughs> um, so my my actual answers, uh, a, a more recent one that's going to get worse and worse and worse over time for me is going to be Glow. Oh, yeah. That one's going to really, really hurt. That's like a like a like past few months one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I blocked. See, and... Part of the problem is I block out. But that wasn't really like, the question. Whether that's that, that's like recent. That's like as an adult. That's just gonna suck. Like it's the same thing I felt with like yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine. If like they never got a, an actual oh, finale, that would have been like some other shows we've had that that have been canceled. But for my childhood, God, Captain Planet's such a great answer. Uh, I know because I'm the best. Shut the fuck up. Um, I I would honestly say, like. Power Rangers because like sure I know Power Rangers are still on the fucking air but okay. like there should have been like I wish back in our day and I don't know if this is the case now like they just went from Mighty Morphin to Turbo to Space like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. the characters came like there wasn't like a natural conclusion like I, I don't watch Doctor Who but I feel like that's what Doctor Who does is like the Doctor regenerates that person's done and it picks up and it's kind of something new you know what I mean like, I, sure. that'd be great if know. Power Rangers was like that. Yeah. And that, like, okay, I have my, uh, I have my, uh, my satisfaction, and, you know, I can go on yeah. with whatever else but I was going But then, Amy Jo Johnson just stars in terrible Power Ranger movies. If you want to hear more about that, please listen 
to our last episode of the Mullet Noms uh, for our 2020 movies. But uh, but that that'd probably be like the only one I can come up with on top of my head. I'm sure I'm gonna think of more and mention them. But uh, mm-hmm. but it's it just goes to show, you know, what like what those shows could do and what childhood could provide. We technically did get an ending to Captain Planet. It's that awesome Don Cheadle, uh, Funny or Die video. Remember? Do you ever see that? Yes. <laughs> I, I I did it. They're all a tree. <laughs> Don Cheadle kills that. I'm gonna watch that since this is over. I love that video. Um. But yeah, we have Captain Planet, so we should start watching that with Jillian. I've, I've, so to get Jillian to watch some older stuff, I do like a little like tournament with her, where like I'll grab like eight movies and I'll be like, all right, which one do you want to watch? This one or this one? And keep going until it's down to one. I've done it with TV shows before, and I've had Captain Planet there, and she's just never interested. Yeah, I think it's skewed a little bit older than her right now. Yeah, if she's four. When we were watching, we were four or five, but it also was different because like. We, we didn't, didn't have a million and one thing. We didn't have so many options. We also didn't have as many. Like, back then, for, like, our age, there was, like, Sesame Street. Uh-huh. And that was really it. Yeah. Like, there wasn't anything that skewed, like, for specifically juniors. Right. It was like, once right. you were done Sesame Street, you're just watching Spunk fucking balls. cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 100%. Cool. Anything else on Brigsby Bear? I think we covered it. I think we covered everything. Great story. You know. Well, uh, my birthday, so I will score it first. Thought thought a lot about this one. Um, I love this. I think this is going to end up being one of my like most underrated movies I see in my entire life. Like I I don't anticipate like talking to people about movies and then bringing this movie up, and that depresses me. Because, yeah. like, like a group of strangers, oh, you like movies, like, in, like... Cult fiction. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, I'm not right? saying it's, like, on that fucking level, of course. No, but, no, like, no, but... I feel like I'm going to have to always introduce the concept of this movie. Like, it's never going to be a movie that's on TV. It's every movie that, uh, that like, there is merchandise for or, like, a legion of fans for or, like, comic books or toys or whatever there is a legion of fans for. It's going to be underappreciated, and that's sad because of everything that it stands for and everything that it means. Um... And it hit me in the right way. The first time I watched it, it hit me in the right way. The second time I saw it, I'm going to go, oh, so close. I'm going to give it a nine and a half. Wow, I'm giving it a nine. Wow, okay. I convinced you through the course of the podcast to get this up to a 9.25. Yeah. Already a much better start than last Woo! year. I don't think we had a single 9.25 movie last year. I think you're probably right. Are we, we only had like three or four movies over a nine in the first place. And the first one out of the gate... 9.25. I See, like I it. do good with my birthday. We did Whiplash for my birthday last year. We did Garden State. No, we did Garden State. And what did we do Whiplash for? It was a movie we should have watched, I think. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Whiplash was the um, my trivia uh, winning movie. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. Something yeah. like that. It was one of those. But Garden State, Whiplash, Good Burger. Man, I'm, I, like, you picked the fucking replacements. It's a great movie. <laughs> Whatever. It's a great movie. I'm sorry, Christopher. The replacements was a seven, which is a great <laughs> Solid score. A seven is it means it's good, bordering on very better good. than the killing. Yeah, Equal it's to arguable. Cinderella. Whatever. Better than four rooms. Okay, you don't have to go back. People, let people will vote. And, better know, than all the Leprechaun movies. Well, no shit. Uh, next week we go back to the the random selections with His Girl Friday, a romantic comedy uh, that's over eighty years old. Then, my nominated movie, celebrating Royal Rumble Week with Body Slam. Then, we got The Incredibles 2 for our, uh, our next Wrap, wrap it, it Up. 
And then we're getting into uh, some other weird stuff, which we will get into as it gets closer. And you'll see uh, as it comes up. Oh, yes. We aren't doing those back-to-back. I just left them down there because they're going to be in the rotation. We'll have, we'll have some new stuff after next week because we'll have another random movie and then you'll have to nominate a movie and we'll have the next wrap it up. So I don't have to nominate a movie right now, right? You have two weeks. Thank God. Or like, like probably like I'm ten. not prepared for today. No, no. This, this is my birthday. This yeah, is, I, I picked like, this year. I just want you are switching it up on me. You can so stop sweating. You're sure. fine. Woo, it's hot. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Mentioned earlier, I'll mention again, arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets. Get your votes in for the best and worst of 2020 on this podcast. For our award show, you have until the end of February to do so. You can also um, not vote for Podswoggles, Swaggy Awards, because it's over by the time you're hearing this. But you can listen to the last couple weeks of our limited run uh, wherever you get your podcast as well for Podswoggle. Is right now? Uh, no. But, well, right now, when we're recording this, for like another day, which reminds me you need to go in and oh, yeah, vote. Go try, to, try to break some break some ties. That'd be great. I'm not going to tell you what to break, because that's... that's uh, I'm, I'm not going to vote for what you want anyway, so don't even. Uh, no, we'll, we might make more ties, so now I'm stressed. <laughs> it's fine. Um... Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio for bonus content. We're still debating on what our, our 2021 kind of deal will be after we've done the networks and trivia and we failed at doing stacked. We'll come up with something. My retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle. Make sure you're reading that every single Friday, just like you have your notifications turned on for Instagram. Uh, for not only my wife, at Jam with your Sam, but for me, at your host, Mullet38 on Instagram for my show, Box and Friends. Every time, excuse me. Every time I choose to (laughs) purchase something, I show it off and I raise money for charity and do fun stuff there. Arcadeaudio.net, I already mentioned, but follow us on social media Twitter, Facebook. I almost said Instagram. Man, I'm fucking up the plugs tonight. Marriedmovies at gmail.com. I think that's it. Ha ha. Gmail. Ha ha ha. That's not something else that's taken over our lives is uh, family feud uh, bloopers, specifically one blooper of a a man being asked, name something you'd like to swim in a pool of. And he looks at Steve Harvey and goes, pizza. <laughs> and I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So now I'll just say one word, like putting two words in front of Barry Windham. I'll just say one word, no matter what it is, I go, ha 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 afterwards. And Jillian does it all the time too, and it's great. It's amazing. We have fun here. We're a fun family. We're a family. I can't wait till Jillian, like, she watches stuff and she wants to, like, make little videos and be creative and stuff. She already is so creative. We're really lucky. We are. We are. I'm really glad we kidnapped her. And Yeah, if you believe that. <laughs> she looks just like the two of us. Combined. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a perfect child. Mm-hmm. Like, a perfect combination. Yeah. She's wonderful. She and she's... That's mostly my work, but I'm saying it's fine. Mm, I think I did all the work. Thank you. For a mullet. This is a mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Flash the movie. Yeah, well, I put my seed in you. No one asked you work. to do that. No, I mean, I did ask for it.
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.